2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michaels Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com.
3: And welcome back to Overnight America. Big uh, thank you to our guest last hour. Fun to talk Bigfoot with Stan Courtney and his website and all the audio and sounds. We had some questions, and just for the sake of time, we didn't get a chance to bring them up. And I almost felt the need to bring you some of the questions. Like one came in through the text messaging. Does he know Dave Glover? Because we know... Dave is big into Bigfoot hunting. We've actually brought Dave onto the show to talk about his experiences with Bigfoot. I wanted to know also if Stan thinks it's better for the Bigfoot to go forever undetected, as in no physical evidence. Or would you rather someone bag one, bring it in, and the world knows after that? Or what if that's a, what if a great sci-fi book in the making? Someone finally kills a Bigfoot. They bring it in, it's confirmed, and it starts with the Bigfoot Wars. The Bigfoots out of vengeance fight the humans because they don't like that the uh, Bigfoot have been hunted, so they need to seek revenge. I would uh, definitely see that movie. There was one movie, and it <laughs> came out like two years ago, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. That's the title of the movie. It's, <laughs> it's a perfect B movie, honestly. The Man Who Killed... Hitler, and then the Bigfoot. It's based out of, I think, a Canadian guy. I think he's living in Canada. No, I take that back. The Bigfoot's in Canada, moving across the country. It's a big threat because anywhere it comes into contact with someone, the people die, uh, either disease-ridden or just dangerous, and they needed someone to kill it. But it was a national emergency, a security issue. They couldn't actually let people know what really is going on, so they had to get the only guy in the world that's known to hunt down someone that's very evasive. And they went to the person that killed the Hitler. Uh Very interesting movie. If you like Bigfoot, I would say that there's not a lot of Bigfoot movies out there besides that one and Harry and the Hendersons. Another question that came in, what does he think of the beef jerky ads? <laughs> I should have asked him that one. Uh, When can the Bigfoot get vaccinated is another great question. Uh, There's so many questions we didn't get a chance to. We might have to try it again sometime in the future. You know, I don't quite understand exactly what goes on when it comes to the royal family. And I really don't care too much to really read an article. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot of news stories and it seems somewhat relevant at the moment, mostly because Piers Morgan now has been said he's left his job over in the BBC And apparently he's being investigated by UK regulators, the media regulators, for the things he said about Meghan Markle, which is pretty ridiculous, all things considered. But we're going to talk to Trish Gazelle about this after the break. And she is on her sister station, KEZK. She explains the Oprah interview to me. And keep in mind, I'm a person that doesn't care about the royals. So you'll find during this interview that Trish is quite offended by some of the things I say, but I think more of a jokingly offended (laughs) But I just really don't care about it. I I give her some reaction that I've read to it as someone that hasn't seen the interview and someone that doesn't care. So uh, you'll you'll get the gist of it coming up. Uh, You know, one quick thing I noticed online, I don't quite understand this mindset. So Mission Taco has announced there's a new toasted ravioli taco that goes on sale in St. Louis. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? It's in Kirkwood. Um, and I've never had a mission taco, but they're very popular and I've heard of them, and I know people really, really like them. But the catch to this toasted ravioli taco is that it goes on sale only for one day, which is March the 14th. So 314. So as you've probably uh figured out, 314 is of course the area code for St. Louis is like St. Louis Day. So 314, 314. For $3.14 on that Sunday, you can get a toasted ravioli taco. That seems a lot of money for a taco. Like if I go to Taco Bell, which I'm a fan of, what was it, $1.50 for a crunchy? It used to be so much cheaper. Every every price is up anywhere you go. But I'm looking at a picture of these things. They look pretty awesome. I would definitely try one if given the opportunity. But what I don't understand is why do you only offer them once in a while? Why wouldn't you offer these all the time? These would be a, a big hit. Gangbusters for sales. Is it that it's just difficult to stock toasted ravioli year round? You don't think there'd be an interest in this? People love St. Louis novelty types of food. So let's see. The taco is served on parmesan crusted crispy corn tortilla with an Italian seasoned meat filling, mom's marinara sauce, shredded profile cheese, and topped with parsley and parmesan cheese. Each taco will be $3.14, available on Sunday, March 14th, only in St. Louis stores. Looks awesome. It's very difficult to photograph food and still make it look a- appealing, but they do a great job with it. That sounds great. That article, by the way, is at camox.com Makes me want to try it myself. Just go get some toasted ravioli, make some tacos, shove it in there. Pretty much anything you could put into a tortilla, crunchy taco shell or whatever it is, and still be enjoyable if you like the ingredients inside. I mean, I don't know if there's a wrong thing. You could probably take a slice of pizza, cut it up into little squares or whatever, shove it in, <laughs> shove it in a, a a soft burrito shell or whatever, roll it up and eat it, and it would probably taste awesome. Maybe you want to put on a couple extra things inside, but the the endless possibilities of what you can do with the taco. Mission Taco seems to have got it down. Maybe they can introduce this and bring this back into the rotation because I don't want them to be like McDonald's with the the McRib sandwich. The McRib is so good, but they bring it back like for a month or two every couple of years. It seems like they don't do it enough. And I love them when they come out, but come on, give a dog a bone, get that McRib back on there, get that toasted ravioli taco going again sometime. That got me really interested more in the, uh, the taco, probably you too. All right. So when we come back after the break, Trish Gazelle from our sister station, K-E-Z-K, tries to explain the whole royal situation to me in the Oprah interview that happened a couple of nights ago. And then some updates from that, because we actually spoke earlier in the day. It's a recorded interview and there have been some updates like Buckingham Palace has issued a statement. Pierce Morgan uh, left the job. And the UK Regulatory Committee of uh, the Broadcast Committee is looking into his comments. What did he say that was so bad that a regulatory committee would have to look into it? So we'll get to all of that coming up here after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Traffic
1: and weather together every 10 minutes, mornings and afternoons on St. Louis's news Radio
3: KMOX. From our sister station, K-E-Z-K, Trish Gazelle, how are you? Ryan, what's up? When this interview dropped with Oprah and the Royals and all of this stuff, I thought, well, if anyone was going to watch it, it would be Trish. (laughs) And I would hope that someone could give me a summary so I don't have to watch it. How long was this special, by the way? It was two hours. Oh, my God. Did it need to be two hours?
4: hours? Uh, You know, I... Before this, not heavily invested in the royal family. I know a lot of us here, I know a lot of Americans are intrigued, the palace intrigue and love all things royal. I was very like, eh, I don't care. Oh. But this story and the, tr- and the previews they were showing for the interview really intrigued me. Because I thought, you know how they usually show the best parts of the interview in the trailer? I was thinking it was one of those things because I was like, wow, she's really being forthcoming, Meghan Markle. You know, really is she really going to do that the whole two hours? And they did. And I was <laughs> I was shocked at how forthcoming they were and the things that they said without really naming names.
3: This was your classic, oh, no, you didn't, oh, yes, I did moments. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, you know, I think, like I said, everybody, uh, a lot of Americans have royal intrigue, but even more so now because of The Crown on Netflix, you know, people are gobbling that up. I watched a couple episodes, wasn't into that, but... Seeing this interview play out, I I want to go back and watch that entire series. Oh, wow.
3: Maybe this is just a huge tie-in, a product (laughs) placement. So Oprah gets this huge interview, and they make it into a primetime special. A ton of people watch it last check it was close to 20 million or something like that which is more than the last two award shows combined so it goes to show you when you have something intriguing like this so let let me gauge your interest just a little did you actually get up early in the morning to watch the weddings when they were being conducted
4: no i did not i mean i i remember it and you know i was fairly young at that time i remember it i know like millions of people worldwide were watching this. You know, it was the same year as the Luke and Laura wedding on General Hospital. So I know they were competing. I'm just kidding. It was the same year. <laughs> the two big weddings that happened this year. Uh, are you? Talk- I'm sorry. Are you talking about Princess Diana or Kate? I'm talking about or Kate or and all
3: the recent ones. Uh, oh, you know, okay. I don't even no. go back that far to the Princess uh, Diana stuff.
4: Sorry, I thought you were talking about that. No, I didn't watch any of them. You know, I watched the highlights and it was... Nice to see, but uh-huh. come to find out, you know, Megan and Harry, Prince Harry, were married a couple days before that because they wanted a private ceremony for themselves and uh-huh. said then this, you know, big thing was just pomp and circumstance for everybody else who wanted uh-huh. to watch it. So, so that kind of, money. yeah, that kind of came out um, during the interview,
3: like a Jim and Pam, essentially what they pulled.
4: Yeah, and. If I don't know if you remember this, but around that time, there was a story that Megan made Kate cry. And in, in the uh, on the day of her wedding or surrounding the wedding, there was a big story about that. Megan Markle, she's evil. She made Kate Middleton cry in this interview with Oprah it came out. She said, actually, it was the reverse. Kate made me cry Ugh. and she apologized for it i forgave her but you know the story got twisted i mean the tabloids and especially in england obviously just really went after Meghan markle ruthlessly to where i even had the impression she was the problem and you know up until this interview i thought well she's the problem. she's pulling poor prince harry away from his lineage and the royal family and oh poor prince harry but after watching this it 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 really changed my mind. I,
3: I don't know. I like I mentioned, I did not watch this, but I got the gist of it, which is fine. I I could uh, do the rest of my life and enjoy the rest of my life without having seen this interview. But the what I see on social media and what people are saying is, oh, stop whining. This is just, just like a two hour wine fest. You you left. You're not part of it anymore. You made your choice. You made your decision. You got to live with it now. Just be. Done with it. You don't have to complain and complain as if you're some sort of uh, giant victim here. You're just living your giant, rich life. You're going to enjoy it in luxury. There's nothing to cry about over here. Just get it out of your system, but don't do it with Oprah.
4: Well, I think it's half and half. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I think what really struck home is, you know, the, the Royal family obviously is revered. People look up to them. There's a mystique about it. They are the face of England. So to find out, things like they both went to what they call the institution which i don't i'm not sure we still know what that is but the institution and asked for help they were having um struggling mentally to where megan thought i don't want to be alive and they went to the institution for help and they would not get them help they said it wouldn't look good you can't go anywhere Uh, You know, she just needed a break, a timeout. She was struggling mentally. I think that was a big thing with people. And also the conversation, she says that took place with Prince Harry on how dark the baby would be when it was born, Mm -hmm. which I think. You know, those two things are really like whoa. Okay, so
3: they say these things. Do you think that they're amplifying it a little bit, or do you feel like it is just it's that cold, like it is some sort of Netflix no? I show? think
4: it was that cold. Why would Prince Harry put that out there if it didn't happen? He didn't say who it happened with, and he wanted to make clear, and Oprah did say it was not the Queen and it was not um, Prince Philip. Her husband, which is leading people to believe it was his dad, Prince Charles or his brother. But he wanted to make clear it was not the queen. I see. No, it, I think that is absolutely one hundred percent true.
3: You think so? Okay.
4: Absolutely. Why would he say that if it wasn't true? This is. A, I mean, what? that's pretty serious and pretty heavy yeah. against his family.
3: I, I think that there's there's a, I need some attention going on. And then I no, also believe. Why do you
4: think this? What is you? I What, also, is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I also
3: <laughs> think <laughs> that there's you? a little bit of younger brother syndrome. He believes he should have been the one. You know, the next in line. And I. Why feel like would he a believe an that? He knows he's
4: not the. This, oh, yeah. you're just making that up.
3: I, you did <laughs> like I said, I didn't watch it, nor do I care right, to.
4: exactly. This is for my whatever general reason feeling. you're not giving them any grace. No, I'm I don't not. know why. No, why? I don't care to. Well, why? it's just because I
3: have I'm not invested in this, nor do I care for the. So at it's all. like,
4: oh, I don't care about that. You're lying. <laughs>
3: Well, you know my care is going to last as long as this interview. And then when it's over, I won't think about it until they say something else sensational when they need to relight the fire a little bit. This, to me, seems classic. Let's start some drama for attention.
4: I don't think it does. I just don't know why you give up. They were stripped of their titles. Prince Charles stopped responding to Harry's calls. I mean, this isn't just, oh, Poor me, little prince. This is like my life. And his father stopped speaking to him. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have security. I mean, they're still very high profile. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think you need to find a little sympathy, compassion, and empathy in your body. Oh, yeah. No,
3: this is not the uh, prodigal son, (laughs) per se. It's not the they're waiting with open arms for him to come back. But they did leave, though, on their own. They decided to do that. And I'm sure that was very hurtful to them.
4: Yeah, I'm sure, but um, that what led up to that decision to leave was the the very uh, constant harassment of Meghan Markle in the British tabloids, and then obviously all the conversations that took place behind the scenes that we weren't privy to, but um, no one really protecting her or standing up for her. Now, I am interested, if, okay, let's just say, if this um, union does not last, and I don't hope that for them, but I'm just saying, if it did, I'm wondering what he does then. Does he go back, or can he? Like, what? That's what I think about.
3: Are You perma-ban, is that one of those things? (laughs) Right,
4: or do they let him back in? Does he want to go back in? Is is it her? I, I mean, is it her influence? Like, I don't know. Is it possible?
3: Let me throw some other ideas out there, okay? Is it possible there was some spell or enchantment that was cast... And that yes that sounds changed. very reasonable okay yes. the other uh-huh. uh, question <laughs> <laughs> that was said was sarcasm
4: is it possible
3: <laughs> is this just a guy girl thing as in guys don't get it girls do
4: um or like if you're a human being with feelings you get it and <laughs> it might be that kind of thing you're a dad right yeah all right just check it
3: i could never do that to my kids of course but then again uh, i haven't had a kid say i want to i want nothing to do with you i'm going to move out but i still want you to pay for everything right so i haven't been at that level of the the, the relationship with listen
4: i i want to know if she had some influence on him deciding to leave having said that whether she did or didn't I still believe these things they're saying that happened after the fact. I don't know why he would, you know, come out and lie about this and um so whether she did influence him or maybe push him, you know, towards leaving the family, I still believe these other things happen.
3: Okay. Uh, did you ever have one of those Princess Diana Beanie babies? I did not. Okay. <laughs>
4: no.
3: So you I just was trying to gauge on that too. I don't know, are those worth anything today? <laughs>
4: I honestly didn't even know they had them until you just said it. Are you kidding? I I think all Beanie Babies are worth something these days. I don't know how much, but I think there's a Beanie uh, Baby trade going on. So, you know, black market.
3: Three for a quarter. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the purple one, that was the popular one in the 90s, the Princess Diana purple Beanie Baby that everyone went crazy for. Hmm. Uh, So do I know something about pop culture that you don't know about? That doesn't make sense to me.
4: I know. And, you know, I'm really envious because knowing about beanie babies really makes you cool.
3: <laughs> My retirement beanie baby collection is worth nothing right now. It's kind of like investing in GameStop. It went up really high there for a while and now right back down to where it belonged. Um, all right. So, Trish Gazelle, thank you for explaining this interview. I really don't know if I understand it any better, but I feel like. Um, it, you did
4: your duty. I did my duty. You on it. Right. And it,
3: it also cements the idea that I'm glad I don't know much about this. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. <laughs> Trish Gazelle, thank you for
4: coming on tonight. Love hanging on the mocks. Thanks.
3: And she joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America, KMOX.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart
1: knows nothing gets between you and the game. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. Cardinal's Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And King KMOX's Mike
5: Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons. And on Cardinal's Open Live, sponsored in part by TRU's Homes. On your voice of the St.
1: Louis card.
3: Welcome back. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So the Meghan Markle, whatever thing, Buckingham Palace has responded. And with that interview with Trish Gazelle before the break, I recorded that earlier today before all this other news started to come out. But Buckingham Palace issued a statement since Harry and Meghan's interview was uh, was broadcasted with Oprah as the interviewer. They said that the queen says, quote, the whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. The statement continued, while some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much loved family members. Okay, that's a quick statement. I like how they say that very delicately. They want to be very, very careful, and they're doing it with some class. I, I'm not going to watch the interview, and I'm, you know, I'm sure there'll be other ones. I'm sure there'll be other follow-ups and things that they do, mostly because they've kind of sprinkled themselves into the press with different things, like you know, oh, we're moving to Canada. and They make a big deal about this, make a big deal about that. Don't they have a podcast they're making money off of? I mean, they're, they're they do a lot of this stuff where they talk about it, and then they're surprised when people. Uh, question the motives of doing the interview, I guess. And, you know, just from the, the surface of it, I think that what is going on now is something that will probably pass here pretty quick, but that's just how these sort of drama things pop up quickly and then they're gone quickly. Variety magazine uh, put this out there. Piers Morgan uh, apparently walked off the stage during Good Morning Britain and then quit following comments that he made uh, one day about it. I guess this would have been Monday morning, and then this happened later today. Pierce Morgan, Meghan Markle comments being investigated by the UK media regulator of Com, And 41,000 people apparently wrote in and complained because they didn't like what he said. Uh, What he said was, let's see. Okay, so Markle said that she had approached people in the Royal Institution for help after she had suicidal thoughts but was turned down. And then that's when Pierce Morgan said on the show, who did you go to? What did they say to you? I'm sorry, I don't believe a word she said. Meghan Markle, I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report, Morgan said on the show. And apparently that what is the, the comment that they're focusing on when they launched this investigation into Piers Morgan and Good Morning Britain. Because there's a provision, a part of the rules there that say, if you say anything about uh, harm or offensive rules, uh, under harm and offense rules. So apparently 41,000 complaints came in based on what Piers Morgan said. And he walked off the show. And I wanted to play this for you. Here's the moment where he walks off the show. This was caught on tape. I had it here a second ago. Okay, here it is. Alex uh, Bresford is also on the show. He was talking about and reacting to some of the comments. He didn't like what Piers Morgan said.
4: And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her.
2: Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No, uh, absolute, sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe, not my No, own no, no, talk. no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely
4: diabolical behaviour. You. He, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis, and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. I don't know.
3: Well, what was the reaction over Cs? What did people think about the interview?
1: I think there's too much of a focus on like the racism angle and I think a big part of it is like American xenophobia. Just don't think so. If there's one thing, you can't accuse the royal family of, of any race issues, can you?
0: I think the tabloids probably were unnecessarily nasty about her. When you go into that type of thing the your like family, you've got to be expected to to get some criticism and so forth from the press about it.
3: Okay, so they're kind of looking at this both ways. If I were to look at this and just say on a surface level, if you're part of a royal family, I think there's a certain expectations that you have to behave in a certain way. And we know that Harry didn't always act that way. You know, he got in some trouble partying or whatever it was in the past. So he was already kind of looked at as someone that wasn't living up to those expectations. And if you're a kid and you have these restrictions over you, as in if you want to be part of it, you have to play the game and you don't want to play the game then, yeah, people are going to look at you and say, well, you're just you're, you're kind of a spoiled kid. You have all this money that's thrown at you. How many tens of millions of dollars did they spend on their wedding? You know, they, they do all of these things for them, but they don't want to be a part of it. So I'm sure there's a little bit of resentment that goes on by some of the people that work there or some of the family members, things like that. They kind of wanted both worlds. You know, they wanted to not be restricted by what comes with being part of a royal family. And at the same time, they wanted all the benefits of it. So what eventually happens? Uh, what are, are there people behind the scenes that said some bad things to them? Okay. So they leave. They got millions of dollars. They got big property. They're making tons of money. They, they got. They have all the, you want to use the word privilege. I hate using it. But in this case, there is a lot of that goes on. They got all of that going on. They leave. And then afterwards, they go back and hop on Oprah and just trash everyone involved. You see, I, that's why I'm having a hard time looking at this and saying, no, there's more to this. There, there's, there's more to this than just they, they they were just targeted unfairly and there's no other side of the story. That, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess I could be wrong. Let's, uh, let's double check real quick. What does Bigfoot think of this? Oh, wow. Very interesting insights from Bigfoot. Uh, one more comment from Bigfoot on this interesting you know bigfoot has the easy life doesn't he he's doing really good for himself it sounds like bigfoot listens to overnight america from our last guest who we spent a full hour talking about bigfoot with stan courtney he says at nights they're they're pretty active and maybe they listen to the radio maybe bigfoot is listening right now. I don't know if they can measure it, but I might be the number one radio program of the Bigfoot. I don't know if that's true or not, but it could be true, and I might as well claim it before anyone else does. There's no other radio program that the Bigfoot listens to than Overnight America. Perfect. A few things I want to get to. Kevin klein has got a whole other story about schoolhouses. <laughs> I love this. And I love this story from KMOV about dogs finding their forever home after being left in the shelter forever. How long did the dog stay there? And why does that touch my heart when so many other things do not? I'll tell you why right after the break on Overnight America, KMOX. Now back
1: to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
3: Looking at some of the different headlines that have come out since that interview, one's from Meghan Merkel, Markle's uh, half-sister who challenges the claims and says the truth was totally ignored. And apparently Meghan Markle's dad even came out and sides with the Royals, which is interesting because if you think about the relationship that she has with her side of the family, it could also tell a story of a pattern of her um, you know, behaviors. And if the dad comes out and says, no, I'm going to defend the Royals on this one. Uh, you know, there's other sides to the story on this so that needs to be taken into consideration. Which I think a lot of people are. So people going nuts anytime you say anything bad about the Royals. I don't get why so many people follow and love this, this drama. It doesn't make sense. Let's go to Jeff, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America.
0: Hey, how's it going tonight?
3: Hey, how you? Did you get your uh, vaccine shot today?
0: Yeah, I got it today. How'd it go? First dose. Uh, total twenty minutes when you include the uh, standard observation of ten fifteen minutes.
3: Standard. Wait. So what happens? You know, they observe you.
0: Yeah, you're making the first ten fifteen minutes. They keep an eye on you, make sure make sure it goes through all right. No. Oh, I left. see. After you take the shot, then yeah. they
3: just. Yeah, make they sure just be in good. a
0: room, room with, with other people who've taken the time to make sure things went smoothly. So you're
3: sitting around with a bunch of other people that just got jabbed and you're just waiting to see well, all, if anyone has a reaction.
0: Yeah.
3: Huh, okay. How many people were in that room?
0: I don't know, maybe 10 people, that I could maybe maybe 10 people okay, when I was there. Bigger small room. It was a small room. They had people signing you up for the uh second for the second one, too, so...
3: Uh, I see. I thought that's what you weren't supposed to do. I thought you weren't supposed to be in small rooms with people that long.
0: <laughs> but anyway, the, the whole... It, it basically, rem, it mean, reminded me of doing my uh, allergy shots when I was a kid. It was in there. Oh. Uh...
3: Yeah, interesting. Okay, so you were calling in about the news coverage and all of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just something I was thinking about. A year ago at this time, it, it was a uh, global... End of the world pandemic news coverage twenty four seven. And we are and a year year later we are talking about the news of the day is a tabloid interview of two royal family members.
3: <laughs> it is a tabloid interview, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. how this would be described. So, a lot of people so watched it, it though.
0: Some, yeah, so like I said, it was just when you consider what we could have been going through right now, watching mm-hmm watching this and the news coverage of the interview and all that stuff, we could be a lot worse off. Yeah,
3: I guess that's true. If, if this is the worst of our worries right now, I'll take that. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Have a good night. Uh, text message that came in. Uh, the Royals are a total snooze. <laughs> um, one person texted in desperate for attention. Um, one person texted in uh, Piers was probably right. Okay, you know, so wide reactions to this. And if you were to go just based on internet reactions, you would make it sound like he said the most horrific thing in the history of the world. But let's take a listen again. What does Bigfoot have to say about all this? Oh, okay. And another quick uh, reaction because there's multiple Bigfoot on the line. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, that sounds like a really, they must have really liked that interview. They gave it one whoop. Oh, no, two whoops. Very good. (laughs) This is is what the show has turned into, in case you're wondering. KMOV did a story about a dog finding her forever home, and they spell forever with F-U-R, forever home, after spending 809 days in the Monroe County shelter. Mixed dog, female breed, waiting to be adopted. Looks like somewhat of an older dog. Don't know exactly how old. And a lot of times when there is a dog that is inside of the shelter, it's a little bit older. Now, you know, this one looks like midlife. I guess probably about five or six years old. Still looks pretty young. But that's part of the problem. Uh, She was left with the bed and nothing else. Had to fend for herself. Multiple wounds on her body from fighting off other dogs. Helping strays rescue. uh, Picked her up. Helped her out. And was sitting there. And it took 809 days. So over two years. And I totally relate to this because my very first dog that I adopted was someone that was at the dog shelter for two years. It was a dog that was super intimidating. My good old boy that just passed away a couple of years ago, my uh, my soul dog. If people uh, say this and then they also disagree with it, but I believe it. There is one dog you will connect with most in your life. It'll be your soul dog and it won't even be close. And that was my soul dog. When I adopted him, it was just perfect. And at the shelter, super intimidating pit bull, mean, ripped like crazy. Made it look like he spent all of his day at the doggy gym. Had his ears cut off because they were mutilated based on them trying to fight him. It was a pretty terrible situation. He had a collapsed throat that they had to reconstruct and fix because of the fighting. And they thought, this dog will never get adopted. It was a no-kill shelter. And I was doing videos for the shelter trying to help them out. And I came across the dog that no one wanted. And I fell in love with him. And he was just the greatest little dog. And I miss him every single day. Um, So when I hear stories about this. Given a chance to a dog at a shelter that no one wants, I don't know how they know, but they are appreciative, and they will thank you every single day for taking them out of that situation. All right, Kevin Colleen's got himself a whole other story about schoolhouse apartments. I love his whole other stories.
5: Now, here you are. You're living in a school building. Do they, uh, are, are the drinking fountains down low still here?
0: No, we don't even have none. <laughs>
5: We can all remember that feeling of being held captive in a school building. The teachers, the rules, the long hours in your desk. And then there was the feeling of getting out, getting out for recess or summer vacation, and then finally graduation. What must it be like to have to go back to a school building and to surrender as an occupant, a resident of a converted schoolhouse? And it do remind you of Running through the hallways, making <laughs> making noise, go to the principal's office. <laughs> Did you ever go to the principal's office? Every other day. <laughs> what What were you accused of? Oh, walking on top of desks, going to the next class, skipping classes, going mess with other people. Playing. You were, you were a free thinker. Always have been. Don't leave home without it. Are there any uh, bumps in the in the night here? Yeah. What goes bump in the night here?
0: They bump my feet.
5: What, what do you mean?
0: And they hit my feet at
5: night. Who's who hits your feet? The spirits. And, uh, oh, it's ghosts in here. So you have to keep your feet under the covers. i turn on the lights. You sleep put with the you lights on. Why? Do you think those are like school kids, the pranksters? No, the people that died dad probably in here before I got here. You, where did you go to grade school?
3: Well, I go to grade school in Brilliant. Yeah,
5: oh, Brilliant. And do you live here? Yeah. And. Uh, do you, does it ever bring back memories of your grade school? Yep. How does it remind you of grade school? What do you think of?
4: I was cutting class.
5: You were cutting class? Yep. Where would you go when you cut class?
4: To another classroom.
5: <laughs> what was in the other classroom that attracted you?
4: Wait miss. <laughs>
5: was there a certain girl that you were going to see?
4: Well, two or three of them.
5: How did it happen so fast? Do you ever think that you're still a schoolgirl inside and you're living now in an old school building? Sometimes. I mean, it's a short deal we got here, isn't it? (laughs) They don't ring the school bells anymore to signal the residents at the Franklin School on Delmar and 18th north of downtown. But the residents say when they go to the cafeteria, you can still get one of those paper milk cartons, just like in school
3: days. With a whole
5: other story, I'm Kevin (laughs) Colleen.
3: the paper milk cartons how about that all right uh, another hour of overnight america right after the break if you want to join in you can but some um, more uh, cancel culture going going amuck. if you haven't seen the most recent ones we'll tell you after the break on KMOX.
2: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com